Hello Slashies, welcome to Slashed, a horror podcast where we talk about the screams, the scares and the spooky stuff. I'm Grace and my name is Walter and today we'll be talking about the film I'm Thinking of Ending Things, which uh, was a highly anticipated film uh, before it came out. Uh, and we were very excited about mm-hmm. it after both having seen the trailer and uh, yeah we'll dive into what we think of it uh, right after Grace graces us with another mm-hmm. one of her synopses. Yes, I'm Thinking of Ending Things is a 2020 psychological drama film by Charlie Kaufman. The film is based on Ian Reid's novel of the same name and focuses on a character only described as a young woman and a boyfriend Jake. In the beginning of the film, young woman joins Jake on a trip to visit his parents' farm so she can meet them for the first time. The car ride quickly turns sour and young woman reveals via narration that she's thinking of ending things, presumably referring to a relationship. Jake and young woman arrive at the farm where things go from weird to unsettling. Jake's parents seem to shift through different stages of their lives in the blink of an eye and young woman gets assigned a new name and profession each scene. At the same time, the film cuts to seemingly unrelated scenes of a high school janitor at work. After bagging him multiple times, Jake finally agrees to take young woman home, but not before stopping at his old high school. Here the film reveals that Jake is actually a projection of his much older self, namely the janitor that's been popping up throughout the film. Young Woman is a projection of the partner that the janitor could have had if his life had been different. She's all the ones that got away. Young Woman and the janitor say goodbye to each other and the film quickly unravels in a ballet scene and a musical number tragically resulting in a janitor's suicide. Yeah, thank you very much. Very <laughs> bleak indeed. It uh, definitely is. Yeah, this was um, such a shame. Because... <laughs> It had this film started off so well. I, it really did, yeah. yeah. I think um, the beginning of the film, uh, I'm I'm willing to say, up until they leave uh, the farm, is almost perfect. I think that's a perfectly tense film. I really was on the edge of my seat the whole time, trying to figure out what was going to happen to a young woman. What exactly? Because obviously something really weird is going on at yeah. the farm, trying to figure out what that is, what is going on with mm-hmm. the young woman. And then everything after that just, it just falls apart for me. Yeah. And then um, there was a few things in there. Like, I wholeheartedly agree with you that it was so super tense and creepy mm-hmm. and weird. Like, um, it wasn't really creepy when they got into the car. Uh, like, you could tell that Jake was a little mm. off and that their conversation was a little off in the beginning. Like, it yeah. was clearly super awkward. And also, like, how it was filmed. Like, there was they were never in frame at the same time. But we'll get on that later. Yeah. Um, but there were these, like, weird things with, like, the billboard that was talking to her for mm-hmm. no reason. And the whole... And there was things at the farm, like, the whole pig story, which I didn't really yeah. get... Um, so there's things like that where they were clearly trying to sprinkle in some like mm. cool thematic th- things which didn't really add anything to the tension at all. Yeah, I think there was a lot of tension in those scenes with uh, the blizzard really helps. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think they kind of set it up what you think is going to be the main source of tension, at least for me, which is that young woman clearly doesn't want to be there. She's mm-hmm. really trying to give a relationship with Jake a chance, but you can tell that she's she has one foot out of the door. She's already thinking of ending things, but 
right now she's on her way to meet his parents. So that's already a very awkward situation. So there's this tension that she doesn't want to be there. And then the added tension of her continu continuously saying, Jake, I need to be back tonight because I have work in the morning. And there's a huge storm going on and she's worried she's not going to be home in time. And you get this feeling, okay, so Jake is not going to let her leave or something that's going to happen at the house is going to prevent her from coming home. And I think that's what set up like the the, the tension for me, the horror vibes. Yeah, definitely. Like it's, um, yeah, it's sort of a trapped inside a house film, you know, it's not, yeah, really a, yeah. a, not it's like on the verge of being abduction. Like that's what yeah. you kind of feel like. But why that tension sort of breaks for me, mm. um, like they're at their parents' house and they're all being like super mm. creepy and awkward, uh. but like in the sense that everyone would find their parents awkward, like they're, uh -huh. they're just having like, if you don't know this is a horror film, it's coming back to like what we said about the Midsummer mm. thing as well. If you don't know this is a horror film, then the family dinner that they're having is just weird because it's awkward to meet someone's parents uh -huh. for the first time. And the parents are like weird, but you don't get the feeling that they are in on the shtick. Yeah. I feel like, and that sort of deflates the tension for me, I think, because I agree that Jake is like super creepy and super coercive mm. in not leaving. And that is super scary for a young woman. And his mother seems to be totally afraid of him as well. Yeah. Like she's always looking to him like, am I making the right comment? Am I not embarrassing you? It looks like he is about to punch her at any moment. Yeah. Like she's like flinching like when he even looks at her and she never dares to look him in the eye and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that um, I'm going to give the film a little bit of credit here because they do have this conversation at the dinner table about a painting. Whereas that um, you try to create, a, put a feeling in a painting and um, the same landscape can be sad or happy or whatever, depending on your point of view of it. And I think that's kind of what's happening in this scene is we know it's a horror film. We know that young woman feels trapped there and it's incredibly awkward and probably something scary is going to happen. So I've, I felt those scenes were, to me at least, very effectively uh, tense. Yeah, definitely. Um... You felt they were a little bit lacking maybe yeah i mean i yeah but i feel that they're tense for the for we for the for the rock yeah, for, for the right reason but then the parents like there's two things going on basically you have the the parents shifting in and out of ages as you mm. push the as you um touched upon in your synopsis like mm. that is weird on its own mm. but that is completely separate from the fact that the woman can't leave unless she feels trapped by jake that's sort of the mm -hmm. thing i'm getting at like there's two things that are sort of mingling but not mixing that's sort of the i think if i may interpret yeah uh your uh your your vision there your point is that all the scary stuff that happens at the house isn't connected really to the payoff and i think that's, that's it, yes. the major problem that this film has where i feel like there's a lot of dots on the map but we're not connecting them no they're just adding more things in the mix and I think that kind of comes back to the twist. Yes. Because the film has a big plot twist. Like I said in the uh, summary, at the end you find out that all the characters in the film are actually projections of Jake. It's all in his imagination. Um, because you're seeing that through the eyes of young woman, that's quite a big shock because that implies that she isn't 
alive, that she isn't even a person. She's just a projection of what he thinks his girlfriend could have been, might have been, what he would have liked her to be. And I think that's kind of a terrifying thing because she clearly doesn't like Jake, or at least not enough to be in that relationship with him. So he has constructed this perfect girlfriend and she doesn't want to be in that relationship with him. And that's where a lot of the horror and the tension came for me. Because we kind of figured this out quite early on. Yeah. That probably... I definitely knew that Jake was the janitor. I think I figured that out in like the first scene. And Charlie Kaufman said as well that he wasn't that interested in protecting the twist. So he, he said in interviews that he um, was completely prepared for people figuring that out in like the first scene. Yeah, but um, talking about that, the, she's then, imaginary. Yeah, but, yeah, sorry. But then the film still really builds up to that twist and you expect it to have some emotional payoff. And I think it would have been cool if it had been her finding out, well, oh, I'm, I'm not real and we're having some kind of like reaction from her. And instead she disappears from the film and then it's half an hour of Jake losing his mind and then deciding to commit suicide. But you don't really, at least... While I was watching the film, I didn't care that much about Jake. I didn't find him that compelling. I found him really awkward. I found him a bit aggressive and a bit, well, a lot manipulative. Even his parents kind of tell her he's quite manipulative. And it's weird coming to that ending and thinking to yourself, well, the whole shtick with his parents just didn't matter because it's... The film is really just about this guy realizing that he didn't make anything of his life or at least feeling like he didn't make anything of his life because he didn't have a fulfilling relationship that he could show off to his parents. So he might as well just end things. And yeah. then nothing in the film is relevant anymore. No, that is very weird. And also, thinking back on it, like... Jake isn't in the film much. No. At all. Because it's all, as you said, all revolves mm. about young women. So it's, you all see it from her point of view. And as I said, most of the weirdness mm. from the house scenes come from her interacting with the parents. Yeah. And then Jake is not even in the picture, literally. So at the end of the film, where the fuck's Jake been? Yeah. Like, who, who is he? What, what does this guy do? I don't know what, anything that this guy does apart from being a janitor. And being sad. Being sad because he's a nobody. But if he's a nobody, then I don't know anything about him. Mm. And I can't really connect with him. And I was, I was talking to people on the internet about this. And um, exactly about this. Where I feel like the film's emotional beats all come from young women. So it's weird to kind of drop her before the end. And they said, well, you know, they're all Jake. So everything that happens in the house, all the stuff that young woman encounters and goes through matters. Because it's also Jake. But that doesn't make any sense. Because... Why would it be emotionally interesting for Jake to be confronted with his parents? And then again, he's also his parents, so why would it be interesting for them to be confronted with the non-existent girlfriend? Yeah, because clearly what they're going for is that he wants mm -hmm. his parents' approval mm -hmm. through getting a really amazing girlfriend. Because he mm -hmm. that's sort of the approval that he wants. Yeah, like that's the, sort of the ultimate seal of approval is bringing yeah. your partner to your parents and say, look at this amazing person. Mm -hmm. They are a painter. They are an academic. Like she has all sorts of academic professions mm -hmm. that he keeps like fantasizing around. And of course, like clearly he's vying for the approval of his parents, but we don't get any scenes at all 
where his parents disapprove of him hmm. because it's all his fantasy. Yeah. So we don't get a contrast of them, of the parents saying he's nobody. Like if there had just been one scene, because especially the dad, I feel like is sort of put as overtly like masculine, patriarchal, uh-huh. like the classic dad, you know. Mm-hmm. Never is like, oh, my boy turned out to be a nothing, turned out yeah. to be just a janitor. If we just had, like, one scene of those, that, that would have had so much more emotional impact. Because you think, oh, poor Jake, his parents think he's worthless. Yeah, because there is a scene where his mother is talking about what Jake accomplished. And she, she, actually, sh- says, she actually says, oh, Jake really pulled himself together. Even though maybe he wasn't that academically gifted or artistic, he really made something of himself. Because he's so diligent. And she's really proud of him for that. And she says that multiple times. She repeats that. So again, there's no... It feels like this guy is just sabotaging himself. And that could be an interesting film. But that isn't in the film. That it clearly isn't what the film wants us to feel. The film wants us to feel very sad for Jake. Wants us to really empathize with him. And I don't know why I should do that because I don't see anything redeemable redeemable or, or unique or interesting. Jake no. isn't a character. Young woman is much more of a character than he is. Yeah. And you can say, well, young woman and Jake are the same, but that's not true. She is a projection of a very specific thing that he imagines. Yeah. And then she runs with it. Because clearly throughout the film, she's not acting like he wanted his perfect girlfriend to be. Otherwise, he wouldn't feel the need to change her name and to change her profession. Yeah. Um, also, like, I think that is sort of feeding into mm. the the theme. And I mm. hope the film is going for it. Because otherwise, it's just mm. really weird that Jake doesn't know how women work. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, like, Guy clearly hates women. He is... Uh, <laughs> are we going to use the word? Yeah. He is, like... The archetypical neckbeard, basically. Like, mm. um, we can cut that if we don't want. Uh, because he's all, a misogynist. Misogynist, yes. Let's call it that. Because all the interaction he has with women is very marked. Like, you yeah. have you have his mother, who is clearly mm. afraid of him, uh, and he she says he's he has been a very difficult child, very controlling. So probably she even tells young woman, don't always do what Jake says because it will make you unhappy. Yeah, so that is major red flag over there. Mm-hmm. Then you have young woman herself who clearly doesn't want to be with him, even mm-hmm. in her fantasy. So somewhere in his fantasy, mm-hmm. he, even if he has the ideal woman mm-hmm. of his fantasies, she's still being difficult yeah. and um, uncooperative, which is mm-hmm. very heavy, weird connotation that you yeah. don't want in a fantasy woman. Then we have the girls at... And- a- Tinseltown? Tinseltown, yeah, the Tulsi Town. Tulsi Town. Yeah, the yeah. fake Wendy's that they have. That is weird too, because there's three girls in there, and two of them are like these scary, airheaded, like the, Bimbo the blonde popular twins. girl. Yeah, it's like the if you take that stereotypical mean girl and then rob the character of anything else but that. That's who yeah. they are. They're just standing there and they're just laughing at him. So yeah. clearly has this idea, and this is quite, um, I think it's almost stated explicitly, that he believes beautiful women are evil and nasty and hate him because they are inherently evil because they are beautiful. Yeah. And that that goes around in a circle. Then there's the other girl who feels bad about herself, who eventually uh, does serve young woman ice cream. 
Yeah. And she's like, well, but you're different. You're not like the other girls. You're very nice. And yeah, you're beautiful, but you're not beautiful like the mean girls. You're mm. a nice girl. Because she's kind of slumped over and had her shoulders up a little because she's insecure. Yeah. So there we go into the therity, territory of uh, Stacey's and Becky's and yeah. other stereotypes that I really wouldn't want to touch. No, upon. exactly. And that is sort of all the women yeah. in the mm. film that Fantasy Jake interacts with. Yeah. And then we have Janitor Jake. Who is seen multiple times peeping on underage pupils in the high school yeah. that he works at. At least I feel like that was very much implied. And the girls hate him. They feel really uncomfortable when he shows up. And that doesn't just happen. I feel like the film is trying to imply that he was a huge creep. He even creeps, like, peeps on um, Jake and young woman. Yeah, he peeps on himself. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's, is, yeah, this really weird sexual fantasy, I guess, of his, uh, where he's looking out the window and he imagines seeing a younger version of himself mm. getting with a uncooperative, unwilling girl in his own yeah. car while he is watching, which is all kinds of messed up. Young woman is telling him at this point, begging him really getting uh, frustrated obviously terrified that she absolutely wants him to take her home right away and he refuses he keeps going on detours and he really is, is literally locking her in the car with him in that relationship and then he leaves and she goes well you know he doesn't hit you he isn't that bad and it's super uncharacteristic for her i feel if you watch her throughout the film but I think if that's what he's making her say, he's making her say, well, he doesn't hit me, so I should be content with this man who basically f- just forced himself on me. Why should I care about Jake? Jake can take a hike. Yeah. <laughs> so I got really, really um, upset about this. Yeah, but film. it is upsetting because this is the guy we're supposed to sympathize with. Yeah. Or at least, yeah, that is how the film is framed Mm -hmm. or how the film wants itself to be framed because then we so i think we're sort of arriving at Mm -hmm. the sort of emotional release of the film that Mm -hmm. um uh the film is building towards like uh, with the reveal that it is the janitor and then yeah we have the weird ass fucking ending yeah of the film do you want to touch on that now yeah let's do that yeah because i sort of feel like we've naturally arrived right there because that is where the film becomes so self-congratulatory and self-important and so just disconnected from the rest of the film um like you could you could just take that half an hour at the end of the film and just cut that off and you could just present that as its separate art project that's Mm -hmm. how weird it is also, if you'd cut off like the last half hour of the film, you would roughly have the story of the novel. Yeah, this is something that the director decided to add. We haven't read the novel. That's a, yeah. A, a, I'm assuming you haven't either. No, no. Because we, I wasn't aware that it was a novel. Were you? Yeah. Okay. Um, but why would you add this to the uh, to the end of the? Okay, let's explain. Let's explain what the ending is. So it. Um... Jake goes into the high school because yeah. he's angry at his older self for peeping. Young yeah. woman rushes after him. She meets Janitor. They kind of have a heart-to-heart where she reveals everything. She reveals that she doesn't know Jake. She can't describe Jake because 
she hasn't really interacted with him in real life. And we find out she was just a projection of the relationship that maybe he could have had if he had the nerve to actually talk to the girl. And then there's this ballet scene. And it's uh, I'm, I really want to um, congratulate the dancers. It was a beautifully executed scene, mm-hmm. but it felt so out of place in the film. And it's basically this beautiful artistic way of describing that um, Jake ruined his own potential. So he's killing his younger self. And um, that's why he didn't get to have the happy ending. And he grew up to be this bitter old man. But what I feel in that moment is I see this, uh, the, the ballet dancer pretending to be old Jake, to be the janitor, um, being really, well, violent in the dance way towards young woman. And I see him again as the villain. But what the film wants you to feel is really sad for Jake because he could have been happy, but he ruined it for himself. And isn't that sad? And then if that wasn't hammered home enough, (laughs) we get the musical scene. You want to take the musical scene? I want to take the goddamn musical scene. Okay. I'm going to bleep that. Oh, I'm going to bleep that? Okay. I said the F word like 10 minutes down the line. Okay. Anyway. The musical scene. Throughout the film, Jake keeps coming back to his favorite musical, which is Oklahoma. Don't know that musical. Don't care about that musical. It's brought up a few times. It's probably something really smart and thematic that I don't care about. I think it's just about unrequited love. Yeah, exactly. So, um, which is also like really fun because it's like from the 1930s. So it's a really antiquated vision of what love is supposed to be. But Mm. not touch upon that. So... After the ballet scene, there's this scene where Jake, young Jake, who is made to look old, so it's like fantasy Jake. Yeah. Let's call him that. Uh, is receiving a Nobel Prize um, for, I'm going to say for peace or science, doesn't it? I think for peace. And then it's, it, is, it is exactly like the meme of I did this amazing thing. And then the whole classroom clapped. And then Einstein clapped, you know? That is exactly what is there. Mm-hmm. His whole family is there. There's like a bunch of professor-looking people there. All the high uh, schoolers that were mean to him. Yeah, the two girls from the Tulsi town are there. and But all that looks like, like kind of weird and wrinkly because he's old and they're old. It's like sort of thing. Everyone starts clapping. He does his acceptance speech. And then he breaks into this musical number of if only I had a girl, mm. I'd be so happy. I don't know exactly the lyrics. Basically but it, that. Yeah. But then it becomes really, the both the way he sings it and the lyrics become really vindictive and aggressive. Like, mm-hmm. oh, and it becomes, he's like gritting his teeth like, oh, if only I had a girl, you know, and it becomes really uncomfortable to watch. And again, that is not the vibe you want to go for if you want to want to sympathize with this mm-hmm. guy. Um, because like clearly this is sort of his like this is his final moment before mm. he decides to kill himself like oh this is what it could have been this is my wasted potential I could have had a Nobel Prize my amazing girlfriend could have been in the audience my parents could have been in the audience I'll show them all but that is just such a vindictive and mm. toxic way to look at yourself and look mm. at the world that I can't feel bad for him no and it worries me because I looked at a lot of comments about this movie, about this film online. And uh, because I thought, well, maybe 
our reading is sort of the reading that they want you to take away from it, where Jake is just really horrible and you should kind of be, well, I'm not going to say be glad that he committed suicide, because I definitely don't feel that way, but as in you shouldn't feel bad for him that he didn't connect with young woman. No. Uh, or that he didn't win the Nobel Prize, because most people don't. But... <laughs> <laughs> saying oh this is such a good depiction of loneliness and it worried me it really worries me that this was such a common feeling for a lot of people yeah so because i felt like i'd been tricked into watching an even artsier version of joker like the last half hour right yeah and i'd much rather watch joker yeah i'd much rather watch joker again as well what I personally think it all comes down to is that this film, I feel, didn't know where its own emotional core was. No. So what the film tried to do, at least what Kaufman says that he wanted to do, was not so much focus on the twist of the film, but rather focus on the emotional connection between young woman and Jake. And I think that's a really fair starting point. He felt like the um, twist was going to be so obvious that it would be a waste to build up to it. And that reminds me a lot of Midsommar, which is also a film that didn't really care that much about his own twist, but would rather look at the emotional, but rather look at the emotional core of the film, which was the relationship between Danny and Christian. Christian. But then the film didn't know where that emotional core was. I'm thinking of ending things, that is. Because if you say the emotional core is young woman, who is arguably the protagonist of the film, then surely her relationship with Jake, how they play off to each other, how she feels around him, how she feels in the house, all those things, that should be the payoff of the film. Yeah. And it feels so weird to not have that in the ending. And I think the book ending, um, and I might be getting this a little bit wrong because like we said, I didn't read the book, but it has young woman meeting with the janitor and then everything is revealed and they basically decide together to end things so they both die at the same time his dream of having this perfect woman dies as he dies as well and then i suppose it's a little bit more ambiguous whether you should be sad about that or not or how you're going to interpret that emotionally yourself but it makes sense Mm -hmm. because the emotional core which is Jake and woman is is seen throughout the film or throughout the story rather then the film because it drops young woman we get this kind of half-baked half-empty ending of a film where for me it was already over yeah and the weird disconnect that's between the book and the film also is I think in the novel if I remember correctly the dialogue of the janitor and the mm. young woman overlap a lot more so that becomes mm. ambiguous who's who which i think is really cool and really clever and a really nice way of showing how mm. they're connected and how fantasy and reality can sort of overlap mm. but in the film janitor is nobody like no. the janitor is not a thing at all just like he is just the janitor who walks around the school and peeps on girls, you know? So yeah. then that connection is also lost. So mm-hmm. that's not... But clearly that the film wants to draw that parallel because that's what that's from the book. That's important. Yeah, that's important. And it has to draw that parallel, but it doesn't commit. 
I wonder if it would have been better if they had the janitor narrate as well. Because you see him do kind of go through his everyday life and you do feel that he isn't happy, he's very sad, he's very lonely. Uh, sorry, the female students take a dislike to him. Yeah. But maybe if we had his narration and we could have hear him talk about how he missed his shot or he isn't a creep but everyone thinks of him because he's this old man, something like that, anything like that. And he could have done interesting things where maybe some of his lines were that his lines of narration were lines that young woman said to Jake or the other way around. Yeah. And I think they could have done an interesting thing there because if they're not concerned with giving it away, then they might as well just run with it, right? Yeah, and that's like hugely wasted potential because you have such a cool premise. I feel like he's only in the film just so we don't forget that he's in the story. Yeah, exactly. That's the only reason why you get a few scenes of him sprinkled in there. Yeah, how cool would it have been, like, indeed, does have him narrate the thing and you don't hear him speak. Mm. Like, you see him throughout the film, you just have him sprinkled in there still, mm. but you don't hear him speak ever. Yeah. And then once they meet, you hear that it's his voice. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, that was him the whole time, you know? And then it's still pretty easy to pick up on if you don't give a shit about the twist. Yeah. But that would still be such a cool reveal. That would be yeah. such a good payoff because then you know that it's actually his story and not... Mm. young woman's or jake's it's a janitor's story yeah and i think that is indeed where the film as you said really missed a lot of its potential yeah and i think that's why i got so worked up about this film and probably why you did as well is that the film has so much potential the beginning of the film to me, in my opinion at least is so good it's so tense the house that they're in, it's so creepy. Like, this film gave me chills just by showing that young woman changed her shirt, like, from one scene to the next. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's crazy how they managed to make that so tense. And it's just really such a loss that they didn't, that they wasn't able to see it through. I feel like the film really, kind of like Jake, got in its own way. So it's just, you know, enjoyed what it had and not try to add on it and add on it and add on it. Yeah. yeah, so I think the conclusion is watch it until about half an hour before the end and then just yeah. end things. Editors, man, they get the job done. Yeah, they need, <laughs> you need them. Yeah, and I think, you know, when we watch something like um, Happy Death Day, you know, you know that's not going to be a fantastic film, it's just a fun slasher horror flick, you know. So even... If it's not that great, you still had a few laughs, you still had a few scares, and it's fine, you know. But this could have been... This could have been great. This could have been the next The Lighthouse. And if... And now I'm just thinking... And I'm giving them way too much credit. But the film is just like Jake. <laughs> where it's like, man, this could have been great. And it just shat the bed <laughs> yeah it shat it shat it's janitor's overalls yeah I think um, he thought too much about how to enter the thing yeah definitely <laughs> sorry I was very shoehorned yeah just like the ending yeah okay we're riffing now let's uh, wrap things up yeah I'll say one more thing before we close and that is the acting is superb all round absolutely brilliant cast can't can't say anything about the acting. Yeah, especially the mom played by Tony, uh, Tony Collette. Yeah, I she love her. She is amazing. 
her emotional beats are on point. She is mm-hmm. so unsettling, awkward, and sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. It is genius. And also uh, the dad, uh, David Thewlis. Lupin. Uh, Lupin, Remus Lupin, uh, is also just great at playing the uncomfortable, disconnected dad. It's just the acting is great all around. Yeah. And it, that is such a shame. Mm-hmm. Also because, yeah, it's such a shame because, yeah, that's just wasted potential on them as well. Yeah. Also, the two leads, uh, Jake and Young Woman, are both called Jesse in real life. Huh. Which is... So, that's that. Yeah, so they are the same person even in real life. How clever of the directors to cast them that way. Uh, I'm sure that was a happy coincidence. Yeah, but the director will have to believe that it was all meant to be. It was all part of his plan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least he made a film that we're talking about. Yeah, he got two Dutch people in their living room to talk about it at like yeah. half past ten in the evening. And uh, rave about it against their friends. Yeah. And you now. So, yeah. um, thank you so much for listening. Um, Highly recommend you go watch something, if anything, form your own opinions, because it is an interesting watch at mm. the end of the day, even if it's not that well executed. Yeah, I don't regret watching it. No, I really don't. No. So, um... Hopefully next time we'll bring you something that we're both really positive about. We'll see. (laughs) We'll definitely see. We have some fun ideas in the works. Uh, Be looking forward to some uh, guest appearances as well. We're going to have some guests on uh, Mm. who uh, would love to talk about some of their favorite films. Yes. Um, And uh, we're going to do something special for Halloween as well. We're going to do some uh, weekly specials, which you'll hear more about that in further episodes. Yeah. So. uh, For now. I've been Grace. And I've been Walter. And you've been been slashed. slashed.